Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap the P and Sebastian show. But first, first I have to go over my pet P of the day. Uh, and of course, that's our pet name for pet peeves. And I need we gotta we gotta get into this. All right, so grocery store shopping. Whoever is the DJ of these grocery stores, I'm going to need you to work on it, okay? If you need some Spotify recommendations, whatever, I'll build the playlist for you, okay? Even just Pandora oldies music, great, we love that. But all of these, like, sad emo 90 songs that keep on popping up, even Taylor Swift, right? Like, I can't tell you how many times I'm at Whole Foods and I'm picking out a broccoli crown and... <laughs> Of course, it's not even a broccoli crown. It's a broccoli stock because the organic broccoli at Whole Foods, they keep the entire fucking hedge on the broccoli and you're supposed to pay for like the entire bush. And you're like, what the fuck? I just want 5%. I just want the top 5% of this broccoli bush. I just want the fun little florets, the fun floret at the top. And instead, yeah, you're just left with a giant Jack and the Bean stock to bring home, Jack and the Broccoli stock. And so where was I? Oh, yeah. So I'm walking down with my giant stock of broccoli down the aisle back to my cart. And <laughs> it looks like I'm fucking carrying an actual bouquet of flowers. <laughs> I love broccoli. I always have, always will. Don't come for me because... I'll send broccoli for you. No, really. So this has just happened to me so many times. The song is like, the one that got away. And then all the produce guys are staring at you because you like remind them of the girl that they thought they were going to marry. But then she was the one that got away. And here I am. <laughs> here I am walking with the bouquet down the aisle. And <laughs> I'm just trying to get my broccoli to my car. Okay, so... Today on Whole Foods fucking playlist, it was, well, but it was like, dreams last for so long, even after a gone. I know you love me and soon you will see my broccoli is one giant stalk. I mean, I guess I'd rather have a broccoli stalk than a real life stalker. So, okay. So then after the emo song playlist, then I'm driving to my local cafe because after I spend an exorbitant amount of money on groceries, what else is there to do? What else would make logical sense except buying food that's already made for you? Like getting takeout once you get all this food to make at home. No, but like, because it's exhausting going grocery shopping and knowing that I'm about to have to cook all this food for myself. So yeah, I got to preemptively treat myself to some takeout. All right. So then driving home, the, the last thing to happen was there, they were cutting trees, trim tree, trimming trees. Sure. And so they had to have a police officer spend the day standing out in the sun because what else are we going to do with our resources? <laughs> As if everybody driving doesn't see the giant fucking trimming tree truck. Like, what? <laughs> 
What is a tree trimming truck? Yeah, okay. Tree trimming truck. Say that ten times. Tree trimming truck. Tree trimming truck. bells. Tree trimming bells. Yeah, welcome to my mouse brain. Okay, so it's a horrible time. <laughs> Run while you can. No, what was... Oh, yeah, so we need a police officer because, yeah, again, what else is there except to warn us about the giant machine in front of, <laughs> in front of us? So one side of the road was fine. You can keep going like a normal lane, but my lane, it's when they, like, set up the cones a little bit, a little bit around. So you're basically driving between two sides of cones and I swear, I almost knocked them all over. And sometimes I want to knock them over just for fun. Like, it's, <laughs> you feel like you're in a driving course. I've, I've never felt like this where it's like, because even in regular driving school, I never had to, they never actually set up cones. And it's just so fun. Like, again, I just want to like, brrr, just like ram by them all and just watch them in my rear view mirror. Like, douche, douche, douche. <laughs> I am forever Pete, bull in a china shop. And <laughs> actually, no, I'm sometimes Seb because then I see a bigger bull in a china shop and I'm like, yo, they got to get their shit together. Like, calm down, bro. But then I'm the same. Okay, so, um, what was this? Oh, yeah. So then I was like, are these police officers? Is this, are they trying to catch morning boozers? Like this was after a big football night. So maybe, you know, some people hair the dog in the morning before they hit up the office. I don't know. I don't go to the fucking office. And so it just felt like the cones, those like lane cones, it's too much of a challenge that I, they're testing us. They're testing us. They want to find some Dewees in the crowd. They want to find some elderly that sh should have lost their license 20 years ago and somehow still peek over the wheel just enough to not, <laughs> not crash into the tree trimming truck. <laughs> you guys, the fact that they, <laughs> even with like just road construction, fixing potholes, welcome to New England, okay? And they always have a police officer out there whenever they're doing little shit like that. And it's like, bro, you have 10 construction trucks you have all these flashing lights and everything besides the police cruiser like we don't need the police cruiser on top of it okay go do something else go find go find something to do okay like i'm glad our city is so safe that you can just be chilling on the side of the road all day but like I, I, all right. All right. I guess. Yeah. Why, why should I complain? All right. So enough about that. <laughs> I could go on forever about the Manushka. That's why I fucking love Pete and Sebastian. So let's get into today's cast episode. We had Andy Fresco on episode 576, the 576ers of the Pete and Sebastian show. All right. So I'm like, oh, did I really need that 20 minute intro? No, but life happens. All right. So Andy Fresco, listen up, listen up, listen up, fool. <laughs> ah, I hope they warned you about me. <laughs> they say first impressions are everything, right? Right. Okay. So, um. Yeah, my first impression of Andy was I wanted to fucking vomit in my mouth. I think I did vomit in my mouth at the sight of him because it wasn't his face that scarred me. It was the fucking nasty ass, dirty ass toes, your little piglets that were staring at me, ble making my eyes bleed. 
talk about police officers on the side of the road. Somebody go get Andy. Somebody go go do a welfare check on Andy because I don't know why he is causing terror for all of us listeners. <laughs> viewers, I guess, because yeah, on their YouTube thumbnail, it's just a picture of Andy's foot. And I guess there's some faces behind it. I don't know. I was blinded by the foot, but like, I just, if you have to have a foot as the thumbnail pick, like to have a toenail in your thumbnail, that, <laughs> that crosses so many lines in the eyes of society. Like that's completely unacceptable. It's such a bold move. It's a bold move but I hate it. I fucking hate it. All right. I don't, I don't want you to move that way ever again. So move your foot off the table and back into its shell and never take it out again. Love you, Andy. All right. So we start off with some commentary about, wait, before we, so then, right. You see Andy's nasty foot, click on the video and then we don't even see Andy. We don't even see Andy. We get a pre-interview chat. It was, talk about commentary. Last week, Pete was shocked that NFL commentators exist. And like, <laughs> I'll never get over that. Like, can you imagine watching football with no commentary? Again, uh, somewhat eventful. Not really. Not really, though. Like, commentary makes everything better, okay? So... But I was so confused because uh, Pete and Sebastian, they give us pre-interview talk about how much they love their interview. And it was like, and so they were post-interview, but all us listeners, we were pre-interview. We didn't know what happened. So it was just like, can, well, well, can we just cut to the chase, my loves? Like, I love you. But I mean, if the pods are going to get this long today, today was a doozy in the best way. We love a good doozy. And so. And so get a little boozy, get a little doozy. No. And so, um, yeah, if it's going to be, we didn't, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a Virgo. I love to blame astrology for things, <laughs> for awful personality traits. Just always blame your astrological sign. <laughs> it's the easiest thing. People are like, oh my God, don't say anymore. I totally understand. If I'm like, no, I love it all, but I'm just a Virgo. So I'm like, it comes off like I'm being critical, but I'm really just analytical. So I'm just trying to make it better. And they're like, oh, say no more. No, really say no more. Stop, stop criticizing. <laughs> no, it's fine. Do the pre-interview if you'd like, as if they care what I think. Okay. So then we move into meeting footy face fresco himself like what the fuck we meet the foot in the flesh well the owner of the foot we don't meet the foot until a little bit later we'll get to that don't you fucking worry all right more importantly pete says that he was listening to andy's music last night in his hotel room in his hotel room hotel hotel Meanwhile, they're shooting the cast at Sebastian's house, which means, which means all I can analyze from that statement alone was that <laughs> it took approximately two visits for Pete to start getting his own place when he comes to LA instead of staying at the Maniscalco's. <laughs> Instead of crashing at his OCD friend's house, there's nothing fucking worse. That is what having OCD does to you, okay? I understand, Sebastian. Like, it causes you to be very irritable. Like, <laughs> and it is all too easy to create a movie sequel called 
how to get annoyed by friends and family and alienate everyone you've ever met. No, I truly, I understand all too well because it's like you want things a certain way, but you know that you're being crazy. And so you try to not be crazy, but then you somehow like, you can't let people think that they're it's okay. You know, like for Sebastian, right. When Pete was staying over his house and left a bag of trash outside of his door, <laughs> his little um encampment. Yeah. So like for Sebastian, he sure is it a big deal to throw it away not at all not at all and that's pete's like what's a big fucking deal there is none unless you're crazy like us <laughs> and it's like you can't sure you can throw it away but then pete would think that that he's normal and he's that's not like it's not normal to leave trash outside somebody a bedroom door what the fuck what the what if there's a puppy i know there isn't so but like what if there's a there's kids what if they go tr trash diving through the trash dumpster diving in pete's luggage i don't know but it's like so Seb has to let Pete know somehow. So it comes out in different ways on the cast through different jabs and jokes and then banter. We mask it in banter, but then Pete gets tired of being painted to be uncle Eddie, uncle Eddie Griswold. And Seb always gets to be Clark Griswold. Oh, Clarky. And uncle Eddie's like, mom, bump it a bump. Let me empty my sewer in the trash, you know? And so back to dumpster diving. And so it's just, easier for Pete to stay in the hotel room. I understand. <laughs> it's more comfortable for everybody, but like, how sad, how sad. We talk uh, throughout this entire episode about like generational things and music and how things change. Is music ever even the same? And it's like, people aren't the same. We don't, can you ever imagine a time when you wouldn't be just crashing at your friend's house and you would rather stay at a hotel for your own, whatever? Like, no, back in the day, all the kids pile in, we're all gonna stay, what, like nothing was a big deal and now everything's a big deal. Everybody wants their privacy. Everybody wants their space. Everybody wants to be sitting on their couch, like Pete said, and just watching their own Netflix shit and not watching your shit. Like I wanna watch my own. We all wanna be our own then well, that's that's gonna be great when the aliens take over that's the exact kind of unity that us humans need <laughs> no we're gonna turn on each other so fucking fast it's gonna be unbelievable with ai and everything like and if you think i'm above that fuck that I, i'm first one on team robot i don't trust y'all fools for a minute <laughs> all right let's move on um okay so then they complain about LA traffic. Now here's what LA people don't understand. Cause again, I recap Jeff Lewis as well. If you think that there are no similarities, if you're like, why it's so random that she recaps Pete and Sebastian and Jeff Lewis, it ain't, it ain't babe. There's so many fucking crossovers, cross streamings, all the above, like you wouldn't. So us humans are more alike than you think, which again, that's why I'm convinced that us humans would turn on each other. Cause if I'm going to, if I'm so willing right now to turn on all of you <laughs> and join AI and the robots, then yeah, I'm sure other people are willing to do the same again. We all just want to be with the winners. Okay. So People in LA, what they, because Jeff Lewis loves to talk about traffic in LA. Now, the Los Angeles County is pretty much the size of New England, right? So, to you guys, traffic is awful because it takes hours and hours for Pete to get to his hotel instead of the mansion that Sebastian has with 50 empty guest rooms for Pete to not stay in. <laughs> 
again, I totally would have stayed in a hotel too. Um, yeah. So the reality is that Boston traffic and New England, like that is 20 times worse because it is so much more congested and it still takes hours and hours, but you're not getting to the other side of New England. You're getting 10 feet across the road. Like it's just, it's awful. It's awful. Everywhere's awful. Elon Musk, he promised us like an underground driving system, highways and all that shit. I really wish that he didn't spend 40 something billion dollars on fucking up Twitter for everybody. And just instead, allegedly, I don't use it, so I don't care. But um, yeah, instead of just building us the, uh, an underground highway is all we needed. All right. So let's get back at that. Or just personal jetpacks. Again, back to the solidarity of <laughs> the future of humans. Yeah, I just want my own jetpack. Okay, so Andy lives in Denver now, and he loves it because he can eat shrooms on the daily. <laughs> what else would you do in Denver? Talk about being stereotypical. Come on. That was too easy. So Pete and Sebastian, they talk about like, oh, should we dabble in it? We we know so many people who come and they, everyone's glorifying shrooms now. And I don't know. All I know is a portabella mushroom in Portofino with a port of wine. I don't know. So, um... Honestly, the easiest way for Pete and Sebastian to break the internet, because they're always like, how do they get more viewers and all that? Do drugs. Just fucking do some drugs. It's so easy. Like, it's so easy. I'm sure if you had advertised that Pete was going to get shit face on the pod, that would have gotten more viewers instantly. But I get it. We're trying to keep it family friendly. Okay. What a great episode for the family friendliness. No, but there's nothing that we love more than people who we usually see sober to then see them get fucked up. Like it's just fun. So if they, if P and Sebastian did shrooms and then did a cast episode, guarantee record breaking numbers. All right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you guys want it to be successful, are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to do what it takes? Great. Then take some fucking shrooms the next time Andy offers. Now that's another thing. Cause Andy did offer because Pete was like, wait, are you on shrooms right now? Can we not even tell? Because Andy's saying how he does them about 85% of the time. So how, who would even know the difference? And Andy's like, actually, no, I'm not, but I did bring some just in case y'all are interested. Um, we are, we're interested for them to do it, please. I wish they did. But Sebastian wished that he didn't because <laughs> his face, oh my, <laughs> he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You come to my house with my family upstairs and you come and you bring me shrooms. You bring me shrooms when I have children, children in reach. What kind of fool are you? Have you no respect? Aren't you embarrassed? Aren't you embarrassed to bring drugs when there's children upstairs? No, honestly, I thought that it was so rude of Sebastian because here he is always trying to be host extraordinaire, right? And he's always being so thoughtful and tried to come up with this grand scheme of giving his guests a gift, a parting gift, and their guest. That he is, Pete has their guest of his as well. And so... Here Andy is, the first one, the first one, mind you, mind you, that I've noted, 
to reciprocate the gesture and actually bring the host a gift. Because I don't know about y'all, but where I grew up, where I grew up, that's really the standard of society that we live by, where you bring the host a gift. You don't expect the host to give you a gift. The gift is them opening up their house to you, opening up their cast to you, okay? So it's only right for people to bring you a gift. I'm shocked that Bill Burr didn't bring a nice fucking Cabernet Sauvignon after his Netflix movie is now exploding, as if he can't afford a nice little gesture. You know, it's a thought. It's a thought, people. So I'm just saying that it was a little rude of Sebastian to be so horrified that Andy tried to bring him a present. All right, so you didn't like the present of choice. He didn't like the shrooms. All right, he'll better luck next time, but at least he tried. So that was very nice of you, Andy. I will thank you for them, and I will take their shrooms for them <laughs> as well. Okay, so... um. Then we learn that Andy Fresco is the 40-year-old virgin of relationships, of course. He has never really had a girlfriend, you know? But he's definitely had plenty of sex, so don't worry about that. There's no question if he's a virgin or not. <laughs> when we find out he's a fucking sex addict at 16, I have so many questions. What does that even mean? I know that he fucked his teacher, but like... Who else were you fucking? Does sex addict just mean like you were obsessed with jerking off? Or at 16 years old, were you landing that many girls that you could be, that you could even be a sex addict? Because I mean, like some guys eventually in their elder beer belly years, once they have some money in their pocket, they can spend it and hire some employees in the form of sex workers, you know? But a 16 year old, I don't, I don't, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I don't, how does it work? I have, I have questions for you, Andy, but no, he really did have sex with a teacher though and ended up getting caught. It almost like was a Maury situation slash felony situation. <laughs> no big deal. But, um, I'm pretty sure that I dated someone who had sex with their teacher. He never said that, but he, he never admitted it. I always kind of, I would be like, and then you guys fucked, huh? Because he told me that he used to sell her one of Andy's past favorite things to do. Um, Coca-Cola minus the cola and allegedly, but if a teacher is willing to buy drugs from a student, then to me, I don't think sucking some D is that far out of line, you know? So like if he was selling drugs to her, then they had to have been fucking in my mind. There's just no other, right? Right. G Andy, can I get some confirmation? Okay, so, but I guess nothing's out of line for teachers, actually. So I already do have confirmation in the form of Sebastian's third grade teacher. <laughs> okay, Sebastian's teacher turned him into a masseuse at eight years old, which is so genius on her part. I mean, super inappropriate as well, because she would take off her fucking shoes. Uh, I, uh, hmm. I don't even have a foot there. I don't care if you want to show your I love being barefoot. But there's a time and a place for everything, all right? That's all I'm going to say about that. Also, no wonder Sebastian, because I feel like him and Lana, like, give each other massages. They talked about this because Pete and Jack, I don't think they really do. And this is all... At this point, the amount of content that I fucking listen to match with my dreams that are just constant 50,000 miles a minute. I never know what is actually real or not, but I'm very 
certain, you know, like I'm very certain that Pete and Lana or Pete and Lana, <gasps> Pete and Lana better not be giving each other massages. Uh-uh-uh. We're not having that kind of story unfold. We don't need that kind of scandal. Talk about breaking the internet. <gasps> I do not want to manifest that ever. Okay. So Sebastian and Lana massaging, right? Let's get back to that imagery. No, but it's clearly just been Sebastian's kink from the beginning. All right. And I just want to say that I've never thought about it this way, but at least that's childhood trauma that Lana can benefit from, you know, that your partner benefits from like your teacher fucked you up and now you're like forever into feet or into massaging. Like I respect that. I res- I would love to have somebody who had a similar type of incident and now all they want to do is massage me all the time. Sign me up buttercup. Okay. So then on the cast, the nightmare unfolds. The nightmare unfolds and Andy unfolds his leg. He unfolds his leg so that he can stick it straight out in the air and wiggle off those fucking grimy ass paws at us. Like, don't you dare fucking wiggle that. Like, don't be waving high to us with your feet. I don't ever, that's a greeting I never needed to see. Actually, I'm, it's such a double standard because when I'm home alone, like all I use is my feet to pick everything up. I'm trying to train myself to change the channel with my feet. I can do the volume right now because that's just like a little up, 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 down, down, down. But like the actual, but you know, I have to be fast enough to do the channel change. So I'm just kidding. But, (laughs) but I really, I love using my feet, like truly to pick things up. They're really just, they're like ground hands. They're just ground, they're, they're floor hands. They're hands that live on the floor. And so we should use them more. So, but in your own home, okay? Your own home. Or if you're going to show them off, then clean those fuckers, okay? Go get a pedicure. It's, you're not above it. It's not like, oh my God, girls do that. We're, we're genderless. We're getting there. So get over it and get your feet scrubbed. And apparently it's a thing for Andy where when he's playing music, he wiggles those little pigs in a blanket on stage. I don't, <laughs> that's what feet look like to me. Some toes. I feel like there's two sets of feet, right? There's like the ones that are ready to photograph at any time. Those people make up like 10% of the population, 10% of the feet in the world. And then there's the rest of us, the rest of us whose toes look like fucking pigs in a blanket that were cooked too long, but they're still like somewhat okay to eat if you just like cover them up in sauce. <laughs> oh my, or in this case, socks, saucer socks, the ultimate cover up. <laughs> How perfect. Okay, no, but I'm saying, you guys, the similarities with Jeff Lewis and the Pete and Sebastian show, it's endless, okay? Let me just tell you how jealous Jeff Lewis would be at Andy Fresco's wiki feet rating. He's number four in the country, you guys. What a time to be alive. I hope that they send him an official certificate to staple up on the fridge. Oh, and by the way, if you want to hang things up on your fridge, you can get a Splash of Sass magnet now available at splashofsassstudio.etsy.com. We have the best fucking designed clothes, houseware items, drinkware. Oh my God, you guys, you're going to love the fucking merch. Andy would love it. Andy would because we have a new shirt coming out that says unofficially established, bitch. Unofficially established in XXXX. Whenever the fuck you, whenever the fuck, because it's unofficial and nothing's ever established in life. So get your fun, sassy, SOS motherfucking gear. Okay, now I gotta say, Pete and Sebastian, they were, everybody was cracking me up this episode. It was, I'm just, call me Humpty Dumpty. 
cracked up the whole time. I don't know. Didn't Humpty Dumpty, he fell off the bed and cracked his head and had thoughts like us all about being dead. I love how we all talk about death. Like, do you think about death a lot? Does anybody not think about death? I think that's a better question. Does That would be the exception to the rule. The rule is we all think about death 95% of our life. Okay. What an ironic, isn't it ironic? Okay. So, and what was that song that who will save life when the days get cold? And then you're just like shopping around and like all alone at the grocery store, like getting like one banana toilet paper. And it's like, who will save life? And everyone's looking at you like, what a poor little soul. And you're like, shut the fuck up. I have a life. I'm all right. I'm doing fine. All right. Thanks for asking. I'm fine. I'm fine. What was I talking about? Uh, Oh, how hilarious Pete and Sebastian were being. Their reaction to Andy sticking his sweaty ground paws, your fucking floor paws on the table. It was hilarious. They they both ducked under at the same time to inspect Andy's feet and... Sebastian's like, what the fuck? I thought he was barefoot. And Pete's covering his mouth. Like, is he? Is he? I can't fucking look. And <laughs> Sebastian's like, no, no. I, I see a, sh- a shoelace somewhere under there. We're fine. We're fine. I think. SOS. But, and I know how earlier I said that Pete and Sebastian both ducked under the table, but then Se- Pete still didn't know if Andy was wearing shoes or not. Yeah, that's because Pete couldn't reach his body to actually fully look under the table. Like, his back could not bend that far it was <laughs> it was like he was doing a sitting limbo a sitting limbo but a sideways and he was <laughs> trying to bend over and he literally i i don't know i don't trust people that can't bend under a table to you know like how can you help us in this situation what if things actually go wrong and i'm like grab the backpack under the table with all the supplies in it and then you're like well, I can try, but I don't know if I can reach like that. And then you go and you throw your back out. And now you're just more of a liability. Oh, I, I can't. You got to get that fixed, Pete. You're not old enough to not be able to look under the table, okay? <laughs> Love you. Okay, so truly though, Pete and Sebastian, them giggling together all episode, it was the best. And obviously it was because Andy, he brought the giggle vibe as well, which we love. So I would love if he was a guest again, as long as he never, ever, ever in your fucking life, Andy, listen to me right now, okay? Don't you ever, ever pull out those motherfucking toes again and shove them in our face, okay? Okay? What are you doing? You come into an Italian's house and you're bringing your fucking foot on the table. We don't even let elbows on the table, okay? And you think that you can do bit? It's not even, you didn't even have sock coverage. When they said that they were going to get some footage of you today, Andy, they didn't mean it literally. They did not mean it literally, okay? So please, next time, let's just, we don't need any footage. No footage for next time Andy's a guest until he can learn how to treat the studio with some fucking respect. All right, so then Andy talks about his music and how it's evolved from pop that pussy bitch to pop that pilly if your doctor recommends it for your mental health because fuck the patriarchy and fuck anxiety. Woo, I don't know. His music now just focuses more on mental health, which... (laughs) I'm... I'm... I'll save my comment. Um, Okay, so his new goal is to show people that... 
Artists are fucked up, okay? They're fucked up inside and they chose their lifestyle because they're running away from their feelings and you think that they're so cool and you want to emulate them and go crowd surfing with their muddy hooves, but it can be rough for them too. Artists struggle. I love when people do this. You guys, comedians do this all the time, to be fair. And it's the same thing that I was saying with the LA traffic. It's like, take LA out of it. Traffic is traffic, and we all experience traffic. When they're like, you wouldn't even believe the LA traffic. Uh, yeah, I would. Come to fucking Boston, okay? And we can, I'll show you what it's like to see red. Because not only are you seeing the red lights from the bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic in front of you, but you're also seeing all the road rage that could possibly exist in one little Mecca. Okay. Um, but with Andy say, it's like, yeah, Andy, no, I, I love it. But like all people are like that, you know, like I can tell you 50 million people in my current life right now that are not artists and they're fucked up and they chose their lifestyle in their own way because they're running. Everyone's running from their feelings. What do you mean? We were all born with sneakers on or giant brooms in your hands. It was either sneakers or brooms. You either could run from your problems or you learned how to sweep them all under the rug. Okay. There's no other options. There was one or the other, but comedians, whenever they're on podcasts, they talk and Pete and Sebastian don't do this. I, some maybe they do, but um, as they talk about themselves as like a specialized group, as if they aren't just talking about general human feelings. And they're, <laughs> for example, on a podcast, comedians will be like, "Well, you know us comedians having childhood trauma we're working through, but we found a way to take our pain and make it funny. We're so funny, and ugh. it's like." Do you know, again, how many people in my life that are fucking hilarious and they they will never and never want to do stand-up because they just don't want to? Like, so it's like, we all turn our childhood trauma. If we didn't laugh for it, we would all cry. Like, you guys aren't the only one. You know, a lot of comedians, so they're like, I'm not even the funniest one in my family. Yeah, exactly. So, like, why do you think that you're the only one where this applies to? It. I don't uh, sure comedian they I think it's um insecurities I think I'm gonna generalize for them I think comedians feel insecure about their career path so then they generalize like we're all in it together we're stronger because we all chose this and we're all bonding under one trauma umbrella trombrella trombone umbrella I don't know um and yeah it's just like we, we again we all do that in our own microcosms of the world so then Andy wonders another age-old classic question, like, did we already pass the day where the music died? Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Like, play that in Whole Foods. That's what I'm saying. That would be a beautiful, I would love to walk down the grocery aisle with a broccoli crown to bye, bye, Miss America. That would be a beautiful moment. Not like, no, 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 and I kill myself because I'm so damn shy at my dreams on the shelf. Um, yeah, so Andy was like, he just feels like true rock and roll legends. Eh, they don't exist anymore. Like, why the fuck doesn't anyone eat bats like Ozzy Osbourne used to? Come on, who's going to step up? Harry Styles? <laughs> let's go. Let's go hit up some markets in, uh, what was that place called? I don't know. I don't, I don't, should we get into the whole COVID thing? We don't have to. All right. Um, but it started a hilarious rift about rock stars being soft nowadays. And Pete, <laughs> he was like, yeah, the most popular rock star is now the one who's head of the neighborhood running group going for their morning jog every day. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> then going tearing up the basketball courts with the underprivileged youth and then tearing up the stage and going crazy and bats. Woo! I just, <laughs> and it's they didn't even mention how Gene Simmons came out with a new kombucha line. Like that's how soft rock stars are. They're now coming out with alternative soft drinks instead of alcoholic ones. But I mean, at least they have good branding because the kombucha line, it's called Kisbucha. Kisbucha. And then on the picture of the front, it's just like a tongue sticking out, kind of like the Splash of Sass logo that you can buy at splashofsassstudio.etsy.com. Um, and also, Kisbucha is not really a thing, but Gene Simmons, if you're ever trying to get into the kombucha business, <laughs> I have some great branding ideas for you. Okay, so then Andy asks if the guys think that we've all lost the human experience of music a little bit, you know? Just like the human element is missing, it feels like, for some reason. Uh, yeah, you want to know the fucking reason? Because there's already an AI pop star that is going on a worldwide tour and has probably sold out more arenas than any of Andy, Pete's, or Sebastian's ever could combined. And that's how crazy it is. Why do you think we're losing the human element in music? Because we are. We are. It's now becoming the robot element. Welcome to the AI future again. I just can't wait for the first intergalactic rock star, okay? I bet an alien would be down to eat a bat on stage age all right we might wipe out the alien race with covid because of it but who knows how the future shall be what shall be shall be all right so then we talk about how overstimulated our society is what the fuck are they talking about what do they mean i'm i'm never overstimulated actually to be honest while i was listening to the cast and taking notes on it i was also working on another project the entire time so yeah, I mean, I guess he's right about our need to multitask. And the best part about this all was that when Andy was talking, he go <laughs> he goes, that's what's so fucked up about society right now. We forget. We forget about um shit. I for I forgot what people forget about. And I was <laughs> I was like, don't worry, Andy. We all do this all the time. Like where you're talking about something and you unknowingly become the perfect example for what you're trying to describe. Like Andy saying that everybody forgets things and then he forgets what he's what, about people forgetting. Yeah, it was great. But then, yeah, he just said that we lost the beauty of sitting still and painting. And the best thing ever is <laughs> he was like, have you ever even just like sat still and painted? And it's like, bro, you're, if you had asked anybody else, the answer would probably be no, but you're literally talking to the husband of a painter. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's what Lana does all the time. And she's probably sitting there like, I agree, Andy. It is the perfect thing. We need to get everybody, everybody pro paint, pro painting, propane, no, pro painting and propane. That would be, that's, a rapper, a rapper should do a fun pun on that. Like, I'm pro-pain, like, I like, I like, uh, BDSM, I'm pro-pain, but shit might explode, like, pro-pain. I know Andy says that he writes music, but if you ever need ideas or, like, get writer's block, hit me up, because I'm just an endless fucking fountain. All right, so then Sebastian lets us know he calms down by cooking. He called cooking, so calm. Okay, did anybody else back in the day, like when with your family, alternate tasks, alternate chores? So like some, you would have to clean some nights or some nights you'd have to sweep the floor, other vacuum, whatever. So 
I guess Andy never had to do this because as we mentioned many times, his <laughs> his parents kind of took a backseat. You know, they let they let the world raise Andy. They had other things to do. They were busy. Actually, let's tie in Bravo to P and Sebastian while we're at it. Well, well, let's tie in Jeff Lewis and Bravo. So on Below Deck this week, there's a new Italian guy, an Italian employee, Max, which Seb, you might want to close your eyes for this one because he is the laziest motherfucker around, okay? He is not giving a good name. He is not giving a Bella example. Is that beautiful, right? A beautiful example. Whatever. He's basically a menace. Like, he's one of those kids that needs to touch everything. Like, he sees lines swinging and he just, like, grabs them and does, like, a rope swing around the boat like Tarzan. He just seems a little like a monkey like he's just always like grabbing things and doing a push-up on the like starboard railing and you're like sir you're gonna fall but maybe you should because we're kind of over you so you can go overboard no but the kid on it in his interview max he's like well my parents they were kind of busy so i just never had any rules growing up and so i just had to learn to wait for society to tell me no otherwise i'll just do it i just do it and society tells me no and i'm like what the fuck so society has to raise you so your parents didn't want to so now you get to be a menace until us as a society have to raise you and tell you no and what's acceptable like what like andy they were kind of joking with andy but for max on below deck he was very much serious that yeah his uh, he expected the world to raise him even though he had parents able at home they just were not willing they <laughs> able but not willing Um, Yeah, but so back to Sebastian calming down by cooking and like chores and stuff. So I agree, like cooking is super calming, but you know what isn't calming? The fact that you have to clean the pans after, that's not fucking calming. When you're the one that has to clean, there's no way that you can relax knowing that the other person's cooking because it's like, are you going to burn that pan? Are you sure that you want to mix that in a separate bowl? Why don't we all use the same bowl so that we have limited, let's try to limit the number of dishes that I'm going to have to scrub later. You know, like there was nothing worse than my dad making the best meal ever and knowing that he absolutely burned the fuck out of that like castor oil pan or whatever the fucking, whatever the fucking walk is he got like a fancy walk and then it was, and then you had to clean it all special and then I would just always fuck it all up because if you fuck it up then people don't ask you to do it again all right fuck up your chores and then you won't have them fuck up your cast appearances by putting your toenail in the fucking thumbnail of the YouTube video and you no longer will have cast appearances okay luckily for Andy I have absolutely zero authority over there <laughs> Zero authority, zero affiliation. We're just here for a good time, all right? So we'll be back at the end of the week with a Jeff Lewis Live recap. In the meantime, have the best fucking day ever, okay? I love you guys so much. Bye. Splash, splash, splash. Splash your sails, splash your sails.